Hello, guys, and welcome to Grant Writing Today. I'm your host, Rodney Walker, and today I'm especially excited to have a special guest coming all the way from Kenya, Nairobi, over in Africa, who's going to be joining us today, none other than Mr. Michael Karagwe. Welcome, Michael. Oh, thank you, Rodney. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's an honor getting a chance to have you. I'm excited about getting a chance to connect with you and learn more about you as a grant professional and fundraiser. Uh, Michael is the owner, guys, of Bell Consultants, and he's uh, doing some great work in his area. Michael, tell us as we get started today, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started as a grant fundraising specialist in your area. Yeah, um, thank you, Rodney. Um, so I, 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 this story starts um, way back. You know, I worked as a, a manager for nonprofits in in Nairobi um, a couple of years ago. That was um, 12, 13, for thirteen years. I worked as a as a manager, as a senior manager for. Um, Nonprofits, and at that time when I joined, I joined as a, you know, as a technical person. I was, I had just left um, medical practice to join this nonprofit that was doing medical work, and I was thrown in the deep end. You know, um, <laughs> one of the things I, I didn't know is, you know, you know, I, I could, I could treat and I could support other health workers, but my that job now required me to raise funds. For the program as well, and wow. at that time it 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 was it was crazy because um, time after time we 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 applied for grants and um, we time after time they were not awarded they were not awarded for a couple of years wow. in a row and um, um, that's when our team decided to do things a little differently we got. Um, a trainer who trained us on how to do grants properly and all the other systems that are required to make a grant successful. Um, so basically that's, um, that's a first interaction I had. And following that, that training, we got some, um, some really good track record. We established some really solid relationships with donors and um, the, the funds started rolling in. Um, you know, and um, so about four years ago, I I left the um, the nonprofits to become a consultant. And um, at that time, my 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 choice was to become a public health consultant to help mm-hmm. people with policies and strategies. And every nonprofit I talked to were talking about you know they didn't have resources. Every time we um, we, we got into a conversation, the conversation always seemed to end up that we don't have enough resources. So um, I, I decided to take that route because that seemed to be the places where they really needed my support because I had learned how to do this. Um, there, was, um, um, there were systems that I learned how to build and that's, so I've been doing that for a couple of years now. Um, it's been four years. Of, of working with um, with people in the nonprofit sector, leveraging the info, the skills that I had learned as a nonprofit manager. Awesome. 
So it sounds it sounds like from your journey, you started out in the deep end and had to learn how to swim. You swam your way and got that money and now are helping other organizations to do the same. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting journey that many people just get into it and uh, many people are thrown in the deep end without knowing how to do it. I was privileged to be trained by a really good grant professional. And um, I think many people should do the same. Um, having the technical skill is not always um, equal to having the grant skills that are required to make things function. Yeah. And that's, I, I found that to be the case with a lot of professionals as well as, well as grant professionals that are, kind of fall and stumble into it because they are working and then need to raise those funds and need to have those systems. They're, they're trained in their actual profession, but not necessarily in fundraising. So it's great that you've learned that skill and have made it your own and also have taken it and grown it into a practice. What's, what challenges do you see most uh, in this industry as a grant professional? And how have you been coming how how have you been coming alongside of your clients to help them to overcome some of those challenges? Um, the biggest um, challenge that I see is that um, many nonprofits think um, the grant fundraising is about writing a grant proposal. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, many of them who approach me, they're usually approaching me to help them to write the grant, which is mm -hmm. all good. But, you know, as you know, if that's all you're thinking about, if, if the view is limited in that perspective of just writing the proposal, you are first of all in perpetual competition because you're mm -hmm. only responding to the, um, the request for proposals. Um, and, you know, the success is minuscule in, in such a scenario. You know, the, your chances of, of winning such grants is, um, is low, is often very low. Um, writing a good grant should be supported by systems. And, yes. and I know, Rodney, you, you are um, the master of grant systems, which, you know, you need to leverage, you know, your relationships. Even yes. as long as, as you write the grant, you should be leveraging relationships. You should be creating visibility for your organization. You should be looking internally and thinking what, um, what systems do we have that support this, um, uh, this fundraising effort? Do we have a strong organizational strategy? Do we have strong policies in place? So. I think the, the, the narrow view of, um, of grant fundraising to just writing grants, I think that's the biggest problem um, I face at the moment. And so what I do, I, I go in and work with organizations to, to show them, um, hey, look, there's, there's this whole um, spectrum of, of things that we need to do. And, you know, with working with you and many other um, grant professionals, I, I, I worked out a framework that, that, you know, just spells out this, um, the systems that are required. And, and I call it the, yes, I call it the risers method. 
um, the RISERS method, in, you know, brings together the, the relationships, um, mm -hmm. creating solid relationships as the anchor for solid grant fundraising. And the second uh, letter there is I, which is impeccable visibility and an impeccable reputation. Mm. You should be doing um, things to show you your visibility, but your reputation has to be guarded. I find some some people are not guarding their their their, their reputation. They're allowing other people to speak about them. They're not speaking about themselves, and wow. and that's risky. Um, then the other thing is systems. We have to look at. Um, organizational systems? Do we have the right governance? Do we have management systems in place? Do we mm -hmm. have the right technical teams for implementation? Do we have, you know, the right policies? Do we have the right strategy as an organization? And even the grant fundraising within itself is a system. Mm -hmm. Do we have a team in place? Is it, or is it just the one person who's left in a corner to, to be writing grants and sending them off, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the S and E is effective proposals mm -hmm. um, that we go beyond just having a well-written proposal, but having one that's effective, one that demonstrates capacity, one that demonstrates alignment with, with the mission of the, of the, grant, of the grantor. The grantor and grantee missions have to be demonstrated. Um, the alignment has to be demonstrated within the proposal. So that makes it beyond, um, beyond a well-written proposal. It has to be effective. Yes. And then the R is um, research. Um, we have to be constantly doing research on, on, on the prospective donors, but also for the for the grant application, so we R is about researching the donors, uh, researching the grants, um, and making sure that we are keeping up with information and we are keeping up with relevant information that will create solid um, leads and solid um, relationship building tactics. And That's then. All and then S, uh, which is the last, but um, usually overlooked, which is, you know, many people will walk away um, once they receive the grant, they, they do a pretty bad job of, of um, maintaining the experience for the donor. So S is um, superior reporting, having um, a strategy to make sure that we have um, solid reporting as we move together with this funder and making sure that we are building upon this newly established relationship and making sure that um, over time, this uh, grantor becomes um, a strong ally for our organization. So basically that's it. And then um, having this within um, a healthy mindset that, you know, that, um, you know, we are not approaching grants like they are um, they, they are not the everything, but we also not, um, we are not, we are not, we are not giving up, you know, we, we have to have a healthy mindset as we approach grant fundraising. So that's the RISERS method. 
Oh, it's awesome. And I can see how uh, using that approach, Michael, can bring a lot of success to the organizations that you're working with and helping them to have a, a more comprehensive approach. Are you yeah. primarily working with clients in the Nairobi area or outside of that area as well? So for the last couple of years, the I started off with the organizations that were within my network within Nairobi, but you know, through LinkedIn, I've, I've you know my the network has been expanding. I have a couple of clients from the West Africa region. Um, I've received inquiries even from people um, down South Africa. Um, so I mean, technology is 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 basically. Um, pulling the world together, and um, I don't know where it's going to take us next. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. That's why it's like we have the grant writing today because it is pulling us so close together and making the opportunities for us to connect and learn from each other even greater. Let me ask you this, Michael: What do you see? What do you see things going in terms of grant writing as it relates to your country and where you're at? What are you seeing on that end that seems like it may be an interesting or maybe something may, that may be promising that may be coming around, around the corner? I think one of the most interesting things that I'm observing is um, there is a real um, challenge to, to maintain um, grantor um, attention. Mm -hmm. And... Um, because of all these things that are happening, you know, there are many causes to be addressed. There are many um, organizations now also just um, asking for their funding. So um, nonprofits have to be really solid in a way that they, um, you know, maintain the attention of their, of their grantors. And, um, and that requires um, skill. It requires... Um, a new space that I've found that um, is becoming more effective, um, which is storytelling. Storytelling um, is becoming an increasingly important way for nonprofits to communicate, um, mm -hmm. even the most technical subjects, if they cannot be broken down to stories that um, explain how um, their funds are impacting communities and individuals within the communities. Um, it's very difficult to, 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 to maintain the, um, the attention that we need to have um, a consistent relationship and, a, and consistent flow of funds. So my, my take has been that, you know, nonprofits have to um, embrace storytelling as a, as uh, a new way, well, it's really not new. It's it's how the, the the how humanity has communicated over time, but nonprofits have to learn how to break this down, to break down whatever we um, we are doing into stories of how we are impacting people with with these funds we are raising and making sure that that goes into into the grant applications but also goes into our reporting mechanism. It goes into our visibility. Um, for me, I think that's, that's a really big area um, that uh, nonprofits should, should, should invest in. 
I think you're I think you're absolutely right. And I think what you have mentioned in terms of the storytelling is huge. I think the other thing, Michael, that you made mention of is that, you know, this has always been the case. Storytelling has always been very important. But the fact that now there's so many different ways of being able to get that story out and to communicate that. What are some of the ways that with some of the clients that you've been working with that you've been helping to assist them in amplifying and telling their stories? Are there any examples that you can give that may help some of those that are listening today? Um, I think the 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 biggest way is um, is video. Um, just having um, short videos of of people um, mm-hmm. really changes perceptions. And um, as you know, you know that people say that um, uh, currently eighty percent of online uh, online activity right now is video. So nonprofits should not miss out on on this many people are spending time on you know youtube and and all these other video platforms and mm-hmm. um the nonprofits that i work with I, I i find that as a very useful way of of um of getting their stories out um mm-hmm. and, and 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 just telling the story of their work um but it it takes a bit of skill to make sure that the video communicates whatever they want to communicate um, um, authentically. It has to be authentic, but it also has to be really skillful because um, some videos come out as, um, you know, as a pity party when you when you're talking about <laughs> beneficiaries, and and that's not what grantors want to see. Grantors want to see um, the possibility of becoming heroes, um, yeah. and. And and that's that's the the thing that um, has um, has helped many nonprofits to to communicate their story. Just showing um, the potential um, to become heroes as nonprofits and as uh, grant makers. That's awesome, and I love that you have incorporated that into what you're doing, and that you're showing your clients the importance of that. I think a lot of times when we look as grant professionals, we sometimes put ourselves in boxes by just limiting to what we do to writing. And I love that you're taking and helping others in those organizations that you're working with to see that hey, you've got in your <laughs> you have in your possession, if you have a phone these days, you know, a likelihood all the broadcasting that you need to be able to get your message out but i think mike one thing that you also said that really struck me is the importance of having a strategy behind what you shoot with that camera to communicate that message so that it doesn't come off as a pity party um, yeah tell me tell me this what and, and what has been for those who've been sharing that insight with and have been helping them to look at things differently and getting their stories out. Are there any interesting tidbits of information or, or ahas or things that have come out of you helping your clients to do that? Yeah, um, there have been some really um, interesting um, 
things coming out of the field when um, people, um, there's, there's this one client who went out to do these, um, these videos and um, what you thought she was doing a video for around a health, um, you know, a, a health intervention. What they came out with was um, information about how their intervention empowered the women. It was a health intervention for women. And so my client came back and told me, you know what, this has really clarified um, what I should be communicating. Mm. I have been communicating about these health interventions, about how we are giving these uh, women treatment. But these women are telling us that, you know, they feel empowered. They feel like they've been able to take over their, their lives. They feel, um, they feel, you know, like the, the world is opening up for them. Their options are opening up for them. So the whole idea of working with, um, even working with our grand professionals is helping people to communicate better to communicate what's the real impact of our work? What's the real impact of your work? That, you know, people didn't really care about the pills or, or the treatment they were getting, that they, they felt loved, they felt compassion, they felt all those things that are very difficult to quantify mm. um, are now emerging within the communication from this nonprofit um, as a byproduct of just getting out and talking to the people and trying to figure out um, how do we talk about our story better. So for me, that, that was enlightening even to me that, you know, they, this, is, this is a clarifying moment for, um, for many nonprofits. You need to clarify what it is that you're serving to the communities um, beyond, you know, the, the interventions. You know, some of them are doing housing, but you know, it's not the structure that people look for. They're looking for security. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that is a much easier thing for people to relate across the world. You know, people will be able to relate to um, a sense of feeling um, unsafe, feeling insecure. Um, so it's a much easier, relatable uh, way to communicate once you, when, once you really get into it. I love it. And I love the fact that you're doing that. It shows, even as I'm listening to you, the fact that what we do as grant professionals is much bigger than simply write information on paper. And I'm also hearing as and listen that you've got to think outside of the box to tell that story, because once we start telling that story, the story not only impacts those that are hearing the story, but it also impacts those that are in the story. And I think that's phenomenal how you've been doing that. Michael, we're out of time for today, but I want to give our listeners a way to reach you if they want to know more about what you're doing and if any of them, any of them want to connect with you. What, how can people find you? I know that you and I are connected on LinkedIn. I know you're there, but can you let us know uh, other places that they may be able to connect with you and find you? Um, I think LinkedIn is the very best way to reach me. Um, Michael Kirago, um, they're on LinkedIn. Uh, website is coming up. Um, we'll be sure 
uh, to let you know um, once we we have it up and running. Awesome. That sounds great. So guys, make sure that you connect with him. He's doing wonderful things. Mike, I want to thank you for the time that you shared, the insight that you gave us today. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you do to help the wonderful nonprofits that you are working with. And I wish you much continued success in all that you do. Thank you so much, Rodney. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this awesome audience and to share in your awesome energy um, today. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a, have a good one. Thank you, Rodney.